Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of We Speak English Good. Today's guest is Courtney Blazon, or as I like to say, Blazon, Blazon. Okay. Anyways, this was the last interview or discussion. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see that. And um, I thought this was, uh, I think this is the best um of all four best discussion of all four is best talk only because it, it happened in such an awesome way of me uh getting hooked up with Courtney Courtney is a um visual artist she uses those alcohol markers and creates very surreal but poignant um pictures pictures <laughs> pieces picture pieces and uh, she mostly works as a uh, a paid artist who or who gets commissioned to do like family portraits, and in this case, I, I met a young lady uh, at a child's museum when I was in Missoula, Montana. I believe her name was Shay. I hope that was her name. Sorry. And uh, she turned me on to this to this uh, awesome artist, Courtney who did her wedding invitations. So she commissioned Courtney to do wedding invitations and that's mostly what she does. And then she does uh, her own art and she does, uh, she, she makes a living off of her art, which is amazing. And that's very hard to do, especially in a little city as a little city like Missoula. It's, I, I can't imagine that it's easy. And um, as you'll hear, she, she worked hard for this. So, I was at a child's museum, or children's museum, it was a science museum, and if you have a kid, or if you've ever been to like a COSI, or here in Toledo they have something called Imagination Station, it's just like a little place where kids go and they can play doctor, or they can pretend like they're shopping for groceries, or um, in this place they had like a little dig for dinosaur bones in this little area it, it was cool i liked it it was fun bishop loved it anyways i met a young lady there i believe her name was shay again sorry if i can't if i'm getting this wrong with the name and she turned me on to courtney who did her wedding invitations and um and one thing led to another and she hit up Courtney and she connected us and Courtney was like so excited to do it. And I, I, I get, I get excited when people are excited to do the show because it's hard to like, just keep bothering somebody. And especially when they are saying like, yeah, let's do it. And then it's like, Oh, we can't, or they just stop responding. And then I, I come back and ask again. So if, if we get, if you show interest in the podcast and I reach out to you, and then all of a sudden communication stops, I will be hitting you up again. It's just something I've learned. If you don't stay on it, it's hard for people to get back to you, especially when you're busy. And, and I'm reaching out to people who are working musicians or artists or, or business people. So in this case, um, Shay connected us to Courtney and I was able to go to Courtney's house. Now, 
Courtney's house is this beautiful house up in the mountains of Missoula. And mind you, the city was on fire. And this was a horrible fire. Um, I don't know. At the time, back in, I believe it was August, it was still zero containment and people had died. So, you know, my heart goes out to the people out in Missoula. And I hope, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's out by now, but I don't know. And I guess I could have looked that up before I started rambling into the microphone. But again, I'm not great with that. So um, the drive was all the way up this m- steep mountains and like deep into the mountains in the forest that surrounds the city. And I mean, there's like barely marked roads and she had to send me special directions and special instructions to like keep left and it it tells you to go this way but don't go that way and we're the big greenhouse on the back on the left or something i don't know if it was a greenhouse but her house was awesome her balcony had this amazing view of the city and she walks all these trails all the time that surround her house and and I got to go into her studio, see some of her art, see some of the art that she's been working on. And I personally was just, it was just very nice. It was just a very nice experience to meet this complete stranger who is an artist and who just lives her life just by expressing herself. And she's a very hard worker. And I respect the shit out of that because I am, I'm a hard worker in spurts, it seems. Like I, I will just, just blur everything else out and just be laser focused for a sp- like a span of time and then it's like i have to stop and refuel my creativity or brain or something i don't know what it is i just work in short spurts but i work really hard and flow pretty fast especially in the studio setting anyways i got to talk to courtney and um I just I just keep I, I I keep gushing about how awesome her she she was so welcoming and she just you know offered us water she was like oh your son and your wife can just wander around our my house while we do the the interview and so I don't know it, it was just a lovely experience and Courtney is a lovely human being so I really hope you enjoy this last installment of the adventure series here which is just you know me and Raina and Bishop, my son, all living in a van, traveling around the country. Now, I do want to just interject here and say that my van was, uh, we had found out already that our van's transmission was going to shit. So we were sweating it, driving up these mountains to Courtney's house and just hoping that we were going to make it to Toledo or at least back to because we had to make it back to Toledo to get to a wedding. And then I had another wedding in New York City. So it was um, it was stressful, but it was worth it. And I'm so glad that we uh, took the time and went up and talked to Courtney. So enough about that. Um, I'll put Courtney's links to her website in the show notes. Uh, write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com check out the website which is still a work in progress and i still haven't worked on it see what i'm saying i'll work hard in spurts but then i'll put stuff off i'm a procrastinator oh well 
Anyways, that is about it for me. Let's jump into this conversation with Courtney Blazon, who is an awesome uh, visual artist who uses alcohol markers and such. So, Courtney Blazon. That's very specific. It's people are super specific. But that's okay me. though, right? Yeah. Like when um I mean when someone hires you for a job, you're like you want to know exactly what they want, right? Exactly. I don't want to guess or yeah. I don't want to use I don't want to use my like artistic license in a way. I just want them to be like that specific and then I just do the job. If I have to like give a lot of thought to what they want, then that's more jobby than a job. Totally. I just want to use my own um my own creativity for my own work. I understand. So, yeah. When you're getting hired for something, you're yeah, like do what they want because that's what they're paying you exactly. for. Exactly. Well, if it's yeah. your thing, you're not going to have someone sit there and tell you like, "You know what? I don't really like how you are expressing yourself emotionally right. and artistically." <laughs> so I exactly. want you to take that back. And yeah. No, I'm the same way. If someone hires me to come in and just lay down a piano line. And just do like, it. Yeah. And they're like, here, this is <laughs> yeah. what I want. And okay, I'll learn it. I'll show yeah. up prepared. Let's do it. and get. I do think that's what separate, like, separates people from, like, you know, if you, if you can do the job, like, it just means that you're putting aside your personal right. feelings about something for, like, as long as it takes you to do do the job and if you can do that then you're going to be kind of successful yeah because people will be like oh she just listens or mm -hmm. he's just gonna do this piano track without like bothering me about why right, right. yeah which is <laughs> which is so weird and, and i get it i get that there's like two different kinds of artists that are right. like i'm very just my art driven yes that's it everything else can go to hell right <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there's people who are like, you know, like me or you mm -hmm. who are like, yeah, give me your money. And I'll do right. whatever you want. Well, to me, it's, it just seems like if I'm going to have a, especially in a place like Missoula, if I'm going to have a career doing art, like I have to like do multiple things. I'm not going to make a career making personal work right. here. Yeah. So I just have to like expand my idea of what an artist well, is. Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask you because yeah. Missoula is not like the biggest city in the world. It's, it's cool. It's, yeah. it's one of the it's cooler coo cities yeah. I've been to in yeah. the United States. But, um, oh, by the way, I'm in Missoula, Montana, still van lifing. <laughs> I'm here with Courtney Blazon. Blazon. Blazon, baby. Blazon, yeah. I love it. Like um, and um, <laughs> she is a local artist here and... Um, she agreed to talk to me in her beautiful house up in the mountains. <laughs> it's not that fancy, I promise. It's pretty fancy. <laughs> it's fancier than it's it's pretty for me this is like fancy. <laughs> I just came out of like a three bedroom beach house that okay. was like before we were talking, you're like we got uh we got critters around here and, and I was going to say the same thing. It's like my, the rafters you'll hear them t -t 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 oh, scurrying yeah. about underneath the house. And like, they barely would ever show their face, but you knew they, they were there. Oh yeah. And it drove yeah. my wife nuts. She would wake up in the middle of the night hearing them scratching or something or banging or something. I don't know what they're yeah. doing. Cause sometimes they'll be up there like, beep, 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 beep. so she just said that they were banging like rats <laughs> up in our rafters, banging it out. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but she would get up in the middle of the night and she would take a broom and just start hitting this oh. thing. like they're the annoying neighbors up right. above you know? stop making so much stop racket <laughs> down a little <laughs> right, there's the kids down here trying yeah. to sleep uh yeah so it, she didn't like that she was not a fan but i mean that's just what, that's it's life it is we it, live with animals exactly or animals like live with us yeah, and they were here first, I think, right? Yeah. Most likely. Most definitely here first. So, yes. like, we're kind of invading their land. Yeah, we have a fox that just, like, basically lives, like, in our backyard. <laughs> and he's super pissed at us all the time. Like, why are you here? But wh- <laughs> like, why are you here yeah. in your house in my... And why don't you name? feed me your chihuahuas? <laughs> oh, my God. So. Is that is that the dogs you got locked up? I have up? two chihuahuas and then a part Great Pyrenees. Well, so is, the, is the that part, big? Yeah. Okay. She's big and fluffy and kind of grumpy. Oh, fine. Yeah, so she keeps she keeps the fo- the fox and no, the coyote at bay. We have, I mean, California, San Diego has yeah. coyotes, right? Coyote, well, coyotes yeah. are actually everywhere now. Yeah, they're they are. They're very... They're just... They're everywhere. They're like... Yeah, they're doing what, their job. What they call them? The cockroach of the mammal? Yes. <laughs> they Although took- I would venture to say that humans are the cockroaches of mammals. Boom. Ha. Here we go. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> right? Cordy blaze up. <laughs> Still blazing. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I can agree with that just because of how awful we are to yeah, like, we, the earth and each other. Yeah. And... Like, but also, uh, actually, I don't think cockroaches are that bad to pe- each other, right? They're just like ir- irritating. Yeah, they're well. They're looked at as gross because they, they like are. live in feces, right. I guess, and stuff, and they kind of wander into your plates and your food. Yeah, I feel like you're st- describing humans again. <laughs> though. I feel like I've had people put their hands on my plate of food. Yeah. And, and like be like, let me have some of that without really they say that after it's already oh, in their yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like you're making a lot of connections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just replace cockroach with humans and same thing. Same thing. I've been at, uh, I ruined my buddy's birthday once. Um, and it was just our friend, but he ended up going crazy, like legitimately schizophrenic. Ooh. Thought psychics were following him and reading his mind. Wow. But he was still functioning musician at this time. Mm-hmm. And he like, he it was my buddy's birthday. We were celebrating. And he reached over the table and like knocked over a glass of water and like, you know, like, like the, like stood up in his booth and like grabbed like three onion rings and like, as he grabbed them, he like crunched them. Like, like he was just like, he didn't know his own strength or something. He was like, (laughs) and then like shook one off on his plate and was like, oh, thanks bro. And just like, (laughs) and like he didn't, my, my friend who I went to high school with, didn't know this guy. This is a person we met in San Diego. Yeah. So he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, And like, it ruined his night. Like, yeah. he was so mad that this dude just sort of like... Yeah. Cockroached him. Cockroached him. This is cockroached yeah. him, right? Right, right on yeah. his birthday oh, of all time. That's bad. So <laughs> you're from New Hampshire, right? I am yeah. from New Hampshire. My no co- wife... No cockroaches. No cockroach. There's none in there? I've never seen a cockroach in New Hampshire. New Hampshire... All I know about New Hampshire is fish. And <laughs> live free or die is the license. Live free or die. Yeah, that's a big one. Who, whoever said that? I don't know who said that. Uh, yeah, just not John Paul Hancock. Revere. 
I don't think it was Paul Revere. It was um, not John. I think it was just a motorcycle gang. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It was the East Coast Hell's Angels. Exactly. There's a lot of motorcycle. Is there a lot of motorcycle gangs? It's like a big. Well, I don't know about gangs. Oh, but but it's a big like. We have um, what is that weekend? There's anyway. There's a weekend there that happens. Like like Sturgis almost. Like Sturgis, but in the New Hampshire. Like you know, I'd be in high school and like a girl would come back from that and be like, I showed my tits to a bunch of motorcycle guys. (laughs) I'd be, I I don't know. I didn't know what to say. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Cool. Your floor. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I think probably there's been a lot of people spitting on my floor. (laughs) I mean, my floor is it's not clean in here. Oh, that's okay. I mean, you know, for unclean you say it is it's actually looks pretty organized and clean right like people look inside our van like wow it's so organized but all i see is just shit piled on top of yeah. shit like this to me shit. is just like yeah. that's just shit on, po- on top of yeah, shit but and cockroaches and cockroaches yeah <laughs> basically i just have stink bugs and crickets and what are those things crane flies do you know those are those the big looking mosquitoes i hate them so much because they whap you in the head oh yeah these big heavy bodies yeah they're not proportioned well but they don't bite or anything no they're just clumsy as fuck yeah and so like if you hit one when it when it hits you when you go like that like you're basically gonna smear smear it yeah i've just got so much crane fly in my hair Oh, the crane Sorry, fly. Sorry, New Hampshire, what? No, it, <laughs> just in my head is like the crane fly just finishes uh, in your hair. And it's just, I'm sorry. Like, and I knew I shouldn't even vocalize that. Um, I'm sorry. That was so stupid. Um, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so you, you grew up in New Hampshire? Or? Yeah, yeah. I lived there till I was 18. Then I went to art school in Boston. Ooh, and What school? First, I went to the school, the Museum of Fine Arts, which is like, mm. okay, so all art schools are kind of, whoa, uh, all art schools are kind of um, liberal, I guess yeah, you'd yeah. say, but this is like the lib- most liberal of the like liberal. You didn't, you the didn't liberalist. Even have to, yeah, you didn't even have to show up for class. <laughs> I kind of didn't for a while. I just did a bunch of art at home and then like at the end of the semester brought it all to these like review boards where they'd uh-huh. be like you did an okay job they judge your art yeah so it's famous for like david lynch went there oh okay just for one semester and he did it so much that he just bashed it for like three minutes in the documentary about his life wow um that was just put out so he really (laughs) hated it there um i didn't hate it that much but then after that i like decided to finish my degree and went to parsons school of design in new york and focus on illustration okay. which felt like a way to like actually potentially make money yeah work as an artist yeah because yeah. i kind of left school like uh what the, what am i actually gonna do and yeah i had no idea yeah because when you first start you're just like the whole world is your oyster and you're just like oh right. i'll just go learn the the classics and and, yeah. and i'll be great at that <laughs> and then people will love me and then you right. start going then you're like mo- no that's not gonna happen <laughs> to me at all yeah and then you find out it's like you gotta hustle yeah. and like you gotta know people or yeah. get to know people or oh uh, it's it's such a it's a little tedious but i mean like after a while it's kind of fun i don't know do yeah. you find it fun still like kind of like hustling and getting your groove in yeah i th- i you know i didn't actually i don't think it comes super naturally to me like to, me to be that way um it was like a learned yeah. thing um but like the the like terror of like having to have a job where i like 
re- like have to report to somebody else yeah. like is just I would never do that so like it, it's worth <laughs> it to like learn those skills and I've been doing it professionally now for 10 years so mm-hmm. I don't think I want to turn back now no, no, like no. at this point like, it, like why would you yeah it's like oh fuck it I'm just gonna go work at some office right and, exactly and I'll just live out my days right. miserable I basically don't have any other skills like I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty good at karaoke I can roller skate um yeah that's it that's it okay i would be a really nice receptionist like a roller skating receptionist you seem like you'd be a really great receptionist i would but i like exceedingly see but that's it like that's (laughs) terrible like i don't want to do that that's like not not using my brain right well yeah you're like uh, the part of you dies right exactly like Like the smart part yeah (laughs) whatever side of the brain that's like artistic and and the right is it i don't know the right side just shuts down (laughs) comes in and you just have a smile yeah i don't want to do that for the rest of my life you also like as you know like as a when you're working for yourself you kind of it it behooves you to behave nicely in general because like you want people to like be repeat customers exactly so you i already have to be like super nice yeah (laughs) you know even when i'm just like you know so sometimes i'll write really nasty emails like responses to people when i'm irritated and then i just send them to myself um as a way to get it out of my system that's really clever and then i write the actual email that i send to the person (laughs) you know that is actually a very good idea because i'm the type of guy who just in the moment fuck you you're the worst <laughs> i hope mom dies or something like i like i literally just the first the, it's the first and most impulsive like terrible thing that comes yeah. to my mind is exactly what i write and then it's like but i've gotten better as yeah, as you get you, older it, it's yeah like you and start, if you do end up living in a small community like missoula you don't want to do that because like that person you send it to will tell right. 20 people who will t- like right. it's such a small place that that's reputation is that's one of the that's what because like we were thinking about moving to eugene oh yeah or just for the winter Mm -hmm. and it kind of has the same kind of vibe little Mm mountainy everybody looks like they just got out hiking and (laughs) that's totally true like sandals with straps on them and stuff (laughs) or crocs (laughs) (laughs) chacos chacos thank you i I just learned that last night chacos i'm like everybody wears i would never wear chacos i would whatever if i i i was looking at because right now i'm wearing crocs because i need something easy not right now but (laughs) but like before we left my wife was like get something that you can slip on and off right. for the van yeah. that you can just get up and go if you need to mm-hmm. and i found crocs and i'm just like i would never ever wear crocs ever but like, they're ca- they're kind of comfortable yeah they're comfortable yeah. as hell and you know what as we've been traveling up the pacific northwest you're fitting more yeah and more i'm just in. i yeah. have my cargo yeah my my, my crocs and you just need a mustache <laughs> yeah all i needed the mustache there's a lot of mustaches in missoula yeah i noticed that a lot of like tight pants oh a lot of oh i'm sure this is everywhere but a lot of like super high-waisted cut-off jeans even yeah. on guys yeah oh yeah oh yeah totally. yeah yeah it's a it's a thing yeah someone told me that missoula is like portland little portland it is little portland little portland yeah they just took yeah. the hippest parts of portland and puked it into missoula which yeah what what the hell is Missoula's history anyway? Actually, <laughs> let's back up for a second because okay. like we just skipped from like <laughs> genre genre subject to subject. Right. And, but we were talking about um, 
uh, artist. Yeah, working for yourself. And yeah, I wanted. I was. I was curious if you ever had a real job, like a like. Yeah. So after I graduated from the really liberal school, like, because I actually got a di- like a diploma. They didn't even get you. Didn't even have to give it a BFA. <laughs> so I like worked at Dana Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, which is like the, the biggest cancer institute in that area. Okay. And I like headed up the. I was a receptionist okay. at in the breast cancer unit unit for like. Oh yeah, this? yeah. I just want to turn it that. You way. can just turn it off. Oh no no it's cool. Okay. I, I don't mind the fresh air coming in. It was just blowing right on my oh, face yeah. and on the mic. I didn't want it though. <laughs> um, and uh, like that was really terrible. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I actually learned sort of something about myself, which is like I'm more compassionate than I thought I was. Like yeah. that was nice. <laughs> um, but then like I was like you could just and the money was really good. It was uh, like a good paying job in Boston, super expensive. A lot of money in disease. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean Boston is one of the most expensive cities. Really? It is. Wow, yeah, I didn't know it's that. always been at the top with like San Francisco. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. That. So I spent like in like way back in two thousand, I was spending six hundred and fifty dollars in rent to share a place with six people in a basement. Whoa. Yeah, and not a good part of town. Like not like it wasn't. <laughs> fancy yeah. like my house now right right okay, I, I just um so i worked that job and then i went to parsons and like just did whatever work study job and then when i moved here i got a job as a receptionist oh, okay. and then i had that job for three years but i just did it part-time mm-hmm. um and so i was able to spend the rest of my time doing art and then in 2008 like at the end of 2008 uh, my dad had just passed away and i thought like not that he was that supportive, but I was like, sort of like, I'm going to show him because he was always like, you can come home if you want to and live with us, like in our oh. thousand square foot house that I grew up in. No <laughs> way, Jose. Yeah. Um, so like, I was like, I'm going to show him. So like, I just decided like, I just quit my job and like, I was like, I didn't have any savings or any like prospects or yeah. anything. And I just said, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. Wow. So, so, and that was here in Missoula? <laughs> it was here in Missoula. Wow. Yeah. Like that takes so much stupidity a little bit of stupidity yeah but i think i think like being brave in that sense uh, well in any sense being brave there's a some part of you that's kind of stupid and ignoring like that screaming voice in the back of your head like you're gonna fail it's like a red alert like don't do this don't do but i think that's what it takes to be self-employed is like just being like i'm just gonna it's gonna work out there's something i don't want to be like too like pollyanna but like sometimes like you just have to have that like i can if you have, if you know you have the talent yeah. and it's a reasonable amount like you just gotta go okay i, I can do that right yeah and, and yeah it's like my parents my parents were supportive yeah. of like music but they always said go to school learn get learn something that you can fall back on right and, and so like from a child being artistic just you know just naturally like inclined to just pound on stuff right. or whatever you know just <laughs> sure. like when i was a little kid i i was crazy but whatever they saw it they fostered it but they always ingrained in my head to sort of like fall back yeah on have some, something else yeah it's kind of a running theme that i usually i talk about a lot on here but mm-hmm. how art is just not appreciated in this country right at least, and that even even in the school systems, the first thing to go when it's budget time is, is art, art yeah. music, go sports, right? Go, yeah, you know, go fake war, um, <laughs> and then um, 
you know, so like it's it's always something that I think artists in this country are working against. Yes. Is, is the pushback and the acceptance of, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, I'm going to live by my own rules. Yeah. I, I think part of it's like people don't, it doesn't fit into a mold. Yeah. And people are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, oh, don't do it, bro. You know, yeah, like, just, don't do just it. Just keep showing up to work and punching the clock. Yeah. And like, there's also this idea that like if you keep a regular job and do your art on the side and yeah. not for money that like it will somehow make it more pure yeah. but actually I totally disagree with that I also do too. it's also like if you spend 12 to 15 hours a day doing the thing you love even if it's for somebody else you're getting better every single second yeah, absolutely like right. you're honing your craft even if it's for somebody else so when you go back to do your own work it's better. Yeah. It, I mean, like, you can't, you can't, like, that's just priceless. Like, sure. sure, like, I have, like, you know, I this is, like, this dumb com- dumb commission I have to do for somebody else, and it's yeah. going to take me, like, 70 hours. Yeah. But, like, when I'm done with that, I'll be like, oh, I can handle all this stupid architecture. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, not great, maybe, but, but. like, it's sufficient enough exactly and when someone comes to you and hires you they know what they're getting into yes they're, they're they, not gonna get they're I familiar with right. what you do i don't ever use rulers oh okay yeah wow. so when you see like all these straight lines and stuff those are just as straight if you really looked at them they yeah. aren't that straight but they're get, straight is i get a wrong. i get hired for a lot of maps which is like kind well, of annoying to me but like people oh hire but like, me to do cool these, like, ma- like, like yeah cool maps like the ones that sort of like tell a little bit about each region yeah. yeah okay i get hired a lot for that sort of thing which is a which is awesome yeah it's not bad it's kind of fun you know <laughs> it's kind of fun it's kind of but <laughs> yeah not. but like but like you're saying it's like every time you do something like that yeah. you're still getting better and, that's and right even if it's something it's always funny on how you can always glean something out of out of a, a project that you might not have been exactly, all about, yeah. but like are able to like apply it to something mm-hmm. that you are working on that you really passionate about. That's be like, exactly true. Holy shit. I know how to do this because I just did yeah. it for that awful piece of shit that I was doing That's earlier. That's exactly right. <laughs> so. And even if you just think about like efficiency sake, like, so like, I don't know how musicians work, but like, uh, artists tend to book out like really far. So mm. I like have, three museum shows coming up in the next two years oh so like i already have to start kind of planning out that yeah. stuff. so like right now i'm just working on stuff for a, a show i'm re- represented by a gallery in town but like just in terms of like how because i'm not i don't i don't make a ton of money mm. so i have to work a lot right to like make up for that so just in terms of efficiency like because i draw so much i'm I don't make mistakes like I used to. Yeah. You know, I just like, when I draw a line, it's basically the right line. And if it's not the right line, like, I'm just like, it's right enough. (laughs) You know, like, I don't like sweat that, this sort of thing too much. It's Uh, like, it'll come out fine. Yeah. You know? Or or whatever. Right. And and I mean, it'll come out on how you, I mean, like, no matter what to the person who's looking at it, they're gonna be like, this is what this artist is expressing. And I think, I think it like gives you this, like, you can't afford to be a perfectionist. There's something about that that loosens you up in a way, like to not be like, oh, this lip line isn't perfect. Well, nobody, nothing's perfect for Pete's sake. So Uh, No, (laughs) I'm so with that. I'm so with just like, 
sort of blowing over the small mistakes yeah it's like you know what i lost the time the meter right there for a minute yeah. for like a millisecond yeah i'm not gonna re-record this fucking thing because th- that was like I, the 10th time i did it exactly so fuck that. but you're it's not worth it right yeah. you're like your workflow gets faster as you get yeah. better and your work so true it's um <laughs> i just watched this documentary uh, about um dr dre and uh-huh. jimmy Iovine, which was on hbo which is awesome it's called the defiant ones if you got you should watch Def- it defiant ones? the defiant ones okay and he's talking about how he's working with bruce springsteen on his like famous born to run album uh, jimmy Iovine. Oh, jimmy okay. Iovine. sorry yeah, dr. i don't jimmy. remember that connection i share a birthday with dr dre by the way oh what is it february 18th hey Ooh. shout out dr dre <laughs> and john travolta and, and yoko ono sorry. those are three pretty good artists yeah. right there that's that's <laughs> a, my wife shares one with obama Oh, very good. And I share one with Marlon Brando. Ooh, uh, he's a complicated man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is whatever. Okay. <laughs> but, but <laughs> Sorry. I, April 10th would have been better. My buddy shares a birthday with Herbie Hancock, who oh, is my man. That's my very man good. So I'm, I'm off by one day. But he You're was the just, 11th or the 9th? The 11th. Okay. Herbie's the 10th. So close. So close. Almost. <laughs> okay. Almost. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Thanks. You couldn't have hold up. Well, I think it was probably your fault. Like Thanks you were a lot, me. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Just more self-hatred. <laughs> Pile it on. Um, no, but there was this part in the documentary where he's talking about working with Bruce Springsteen on uh, the Born to Run album. And for two weeks... They sit in the studio and they are just trying to mic a snare. For two weeks. And like Bruce Springsteen was just sitting there and he would just say stick, which meant change out the snare. It's not the right snare. And they did this for two weeks. And Jimmy Iovine was working an engineer, which he's setting up the mics, running the boards and stuff. And he starts to flip out and he starts to go head to head with Bruce and his boss at the time, he was still not, he wasn't Jimmy Iovine that we know now, but he was still just getting his footing and foot in the door and he was starting to work bigger uh, gigs. And his boss takes him aside and was like, hey, listen, you can go out there, you can say fuck you to Bruce Springsteen and make an enemy, or you can go out there and be like, hey, I want to make the best record for you yeah. possible and save a relationship that is going to gonna benefit you yeah. greatly in the long run yeah and so like he goes out he goes out and eats his shit and, and was like hey let's okay, just do let's this see. out yeah <laughs> but it's like part of the job right so it's, you do that for your job right. but when you're doing your own stuff just right. unless you're bruce springsteen <laughs> i guess just well and even bruce springsteen he's doing his own thing you yeah know? he's he's not listening to anybody i mean he was sitting there telling them to get like the thousandth snare right and trade it out let's do it again you know i think that's too much yeah. personally i think that's ridiculous why didn't bruce do it himself yeah bruce you get in there you you've changed it. the fucking snare <laughs> going yeah. to run run your ass in there and change the <laughs> snare i don't think he's running his whole life by the way <laughs> like bruce working man <laughs> I mean, what? how much were you really working right, for? Right, exactly. <laughs> were, did you start working at ten to like fifteen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I've had I've had issues with Bruce Springsteen. Well, I, I'm not a huge fan of him. He's not so that great. Bad. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's that East Coast Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Yeah. How no, it's New Jersey is just New York City. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> just it's an not. Extension. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, here they come. Here comes the emails. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, so you're <laughs> you're working like for that for that example, 
Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 20,000 snares. I mean, that no matter how many Grammys that album won, peop, that album, I guarantee, would have won a Grammy with, with a snare, that the first yeah. snare they tried. And that's why I like the Black Keys method of recording. They're mm-hmm. just like, we don't give a shit. Just put the mic on there. That's how, why we hire people yeah. to mix and master our stuff. Right. Because we don't give a shit. Yeah, you And they do. do. And so, like, they're just going to pump out these albums and, you know, and then put it out in the world. And the well, world I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like somehow, like, that output, like, you're getting you're gonna you're gonna have some misses mm-hmm. for sure yeah. but like you're also gonna hit on some really great things it's right. because your your brain is kind of not locked into this concept of what perfection is mm-hmm. and so that means you're gonna fail yeah. but like there's also tons to be learned from failure too yeah totally. you know and i don't know i just i i get accused of being prolific a lot but like it's just because like i don't when i have a i don't consider blocks like i don't have artist blocks i just like do art through them like i just make art until it's better art Mm. um instead of stopping okay so you'll so you're relentless and you'll just be like i am just gonna this is gonna work yeah and not even that but like i'll just be like i'm just gonna finish this piece i don't Uh care if it sucks i'm just gonna the next one will be better yeah and i don't have that privilege with doing like other people's work so i think that's where i do have to be more perfectionist but like on my own stuff i'm just like um yeah i will just make it work so so when you do have a problem where you just don't know what to paint yeah i never have that okay so i am i yeah i am like i am inspiration i'm I'm just trying i'm just trying to understand like oh i'll i can give you a real life example it's like so I kind of had this, like, the upper half of this picture is, t- I knew exactly what I was doing, and now I'm like, what the fuck do I oh, do down do here? With the bottom. So, and it's also, like, on a roll, it's, like, uh, 20, 20 feet, so it could really oh be God. any length. Right. So right now, I was envisioning it as being, like, six feet. Oh, okay. But, like, I have no idea what's going to happen at the bottom half. Okay. So I do have a problem. So I'm just going to, like, work... So I have about half of this body left to do. So I'm wor- just going to finish that. that. And then I think by the time I get to that, right. it'll come you become just clear. like trusting in your and abilities. The, and this is a, so I get a lot of my inspiration from like words. And this was from a text I sent somebody, which was, it was you comma me comma intrusion comma bell period. That was something I sent as a text to somebody which i can't explain what that means like really because it wouldn't make any sense right right. but like it sounded so strange and poetic that it kind of sparked this idea in me for this piece so when you're going for like for this for example yeah what were you going like did did you envision what you want to draw first or you just start like you like i want to draw this girl so i'm gonna just start with this girl and then you start build out or is it i envision it first i have a really clear like my mind's eye is really strong so like i can see things when i have when i see words like like when i read those words as something that could be potential for a drawing mm. i could see sort of this so it image. just like pop, pops, it pops in your brain. into my head and then like i do look at reference to kind of get like i kind of knew the shape i wanted her to be uh-huh. and like this idea of this horse around her body so i had ideas and then i just i look at some reference and kind of twist it into my own thing right um so i can get body shapes and stuff right but it usually just pops into my head that's interesting so like you 
you rarely are like well in this case you're gonna have to sort of just make it up right as you go i'm gonna along. make it up but usually i but, plan it out okay okay yeah and like i can show you like um i do these like big eight foot eight foot well you won't be able to see it on a podcast but anywho <laughs> like i do these big eight foot drawings uh-huh. um i just had a show at a art museum and it was about a volcano that erupted in 1815 and like the aftermath of it but so like this is basically the same thing as like i i just plotted it all out entirely because i in that case i only had three months to put together this whole show so i i had to just i just had to nail it in the sketch and then just transfer it over over. this one is for a show in september and so i have some freedom right and i'm using different materials than i normally use like oil pastels and graphite and Mm. i don't even i mean i messed up so many times on that but like i kind of love like how messy it is and it's not perfect and whatever i just i'm kind of enjoying yeah how yeah. not pristine it is compared to like if I work on that map drawing, right, it has right. to be just right. Yeah, and uh, that's a pain in the world <laughs> for me. <laughs> but I'm getting good. I mean, I'm I'm getting good money for that sort right. of work. And this, I'd be shocked if this sold. You know what I mean? Oh. Like I do pretty well selling my personal work, mm. but like this is a little bit different. It's got a it's got a lady part right there yeah. that might show up. I don't right. know. She, it might go away. Right, yeah. I, is, I noticed that. I know. Yeah, it's right. It's kind of yeah. eye level right now. Right, but, right. So, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep that. It is just Missoula after all. I don't want to. Well, I mean, but still, in any market you're at, I mean, you want to succeed. I like, do, the art, yeah. The art, every artist wants to succeed in one level, mm-hmm. or one way or another. So it's like, I definitely spend, I, I definitely, when I make work, I definitely make some work that I know will sell. Mm. So I'll make things that are just like flowers or skulls mm. or um, stuff like that that is easy to do that I know will sell in a gallery yeah. and like then I have time for this yeah um, or I don't know if I have time but <laughs> I make time well, I don't sleep I d- a lot oh okay so what's yeah. your sleep schedule then oh like like sometimes like two hours to four wow. hours a night but I'm I'm really supposed to sleep <laughs> I really should sleep like five hours. But yeah, mo- I yeah. think everybody should at least yeah. sleep five but hours. But I definitely thrive off of not sleeping yeah. a lot. Is it just because like you are so focused on get work and you're just like, I, I, I'm going to do this? Or, yeah, I think... you just I sort mean, of lose track of time? A little bit, but then it's like when I look at like my to-do list or whatever, I'm like, oh, if you want to pay... I mean, some of it is monetary. It's like if you want to pay this bill... Yeah. Like next week, you better get that project done. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I, I'm not like, if I'm not totally exhausted from that, then like all I want to do is then work on something for myself to like right. palate cleanse. Yeah. You know, after yeah. doing, you know, I just, I like finished a commission last week and it, I do all these family portraits and like it took me like sick, I, I squeezed in 60 hours in four days and then I just was so amped up that I just decided to start working on my own work, even though I needed sleep. I don't know what it's like, you know, I do know. I I know exactly what that, that driving mechanism. is. Right. And if you don't have that, you can't buy that driving mechanism. Like you (laughs) have to have it in you. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. or else you're just going to procrastinate everything and right. not get anything done and be like, well, fuck that. Why am I doing art when I can just go work in the office? Right. And, and then <laughs> leave it, leave it at the office and do my <laughs> yeah. other things. Right. And go drink until I'm blacked out. <laughs> That's, 
<laughs> that like, sounds great. It's much I actually, better. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't even keep alcohol at home just because, like, because my house is, like, where I work. Like, yeah. it just is, like, too much of a, like, a, it would maybe take me away from it. <laughs> do, so. you, are, do you, do you, um, do you have a, not a problem, but do you like alcohol? Do you like drinking? Oh, like, I like to go out with friends yeah. and stuff, but, like, I do it outside of the house. Okay. Like, I just feel like this is, like, sacred territory. Oh, okay. And, like, I can't really, like, I especially can't drink and, like, do it something right. for somebody else right and even maybe maybe that would go better if i had a couple <laughs> drinks actually but you know i just consider it something i do like as a re- like release yeah um so like you build up all this tension in the studio and then i can go have some drinks with yeah. friends but yes i don't consider it a problem but i do enjoy it oh okay yeah <laughs> well no i i i did have a problem so i stopped drinking altogether yeah. because it was getting silly oh yeah <laughs> and but um I was never good with anything doing alcohol. Like, yeah. Like, I'm just, like, terrible at life <laughs> drinking. Like, even, <laughs> even, like, even for a musician who's, like, working all the time right. at a bar and stuff. And, like, I would have a few drinks and still, and just fuck shit all right, over the right. side. Like, it's just never. It's not worth it. It's never, ever been yeah. my ally. So, yeah. like, I just Yeah, don't. I find it, like, like, I when I went on. Because I said I went to California for vacation, and I thought, there's no way I can act. I've never vacationed. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to relax. Mm. So I have to say, margaritas were, like, really my best friend. Hey. Like, that was the way in which, like... Right. Kind of disconnect from yeah, that. Yeah. I was just like, I'm, if, you know, and that was nice. So just to have that, like, release. When you're not working, are you thinking about work? Yes, I don't think I... And, like, I think it's irritating, because, like, I probably bring it up, like constantly like yeah. i'll suddenly be like i wonder if i did and then the person i'm with is like i don't care <laughs> you know it's like something i can't i can't it's just something that it's you me you can't really turn it off right it's, it's just yeah. like something that's constantly on my mind um but i i mean i do try to spend a little time away yeah from the studio not very much well i mean if you don't have to why uh yeah <laughs> You no, know, and that's like the that was like the hardest part of having a kid was yeah like dragging myself away and like okay right. cool. especially right after I stopped drinking like I like that's when my my music career started so right like when right. I turned thirty uh-huh. is when my music career started because the whole ten right. years prior to that was you were just, just me drinking burning and, bridges yeah. pissing people off oh like sending fired. sending really bad sending email. incendiary. <laughs> text slash email slash facebook messages messages and whatever else that i could get myself into trouble i found it right so yeah well 30s are a new that's when i started my i think i was yeah 30 yeah almost 30 29 29 and and what do you think i mean besides besides you want to show your dad that that i'm gonna make it (laughs) right what what was it that actually just broke you and was like fuck it i'm not i mean because like it's yeah i know you quit your job but like was there something that happened at your job or was there just something no it was just like i i just felt like i for me like i'm not ever really like i'm not like that interested in like I'm not going to have, I knew I didn't want children and like, I'm not that interested in even being that connected with the person as a relationship. And I was just like, this is your thing. Like, this is what you want in life. Like, why are you like, just like needling around doing other stuff? And like, it's not like you're going to have some big fancy romance or like, I don't know. Like, it just felt like 
just do that thing you love because that's you. And I just, I didn't, at 30 at the time felt old. It's funny now that I'm like going to be 40 soon. It doesn't feel as old as 30, which I don't know how to explain that. Mm, You're you're used to it now. Yeah, I'm just used used to it. And like maybe because I get to do exactly what I love. And like, so I don't feel it's not like even my bad days where I'm having a bad time with a project, I still know like there's an end in sight. I'm going to do this project and I don't have to deal with these people. Mm. Maybe, maybe at some point, but like usually it's like you do the project and then that's it. Right. It's done. Right. Um, so I don't know, but nothing specific happened. It was just like about getting older and yeah. like realizing that that was the thing that I wanted. I didn't want a family or like a domestic life. And I didn't even, I want to buy a house I'm not sure how this happened this was just one of those things that happened um you know that sometimes life just yeah, yeah you end totally. up with a house but or you end up with a kid or you end up with a kid that's right um yeah so I just knew that like that was it like what well there was no b- reason to wait mm. so yeah no totally. <laughs> mine mine on the other mine was forced um, because I got fired. Oh, so wow. Got, so so like, you had to make do, like, or just figure, yes. or be like, maybe it was like a blessing in disguise. I think it was. I think it was one of those self-sabotage things. Yeah. Because me and my wife were starting our business at the time. Yeah. And she got kind of thrown under the bus at her job. She had like a corporate job at the, for the YMCA. Oh, wow. And she kind of got thrown under the bus by her like coworkers. Oh, and geez. so she quit and we started this job or started this project project what the fuck we start our own <laughs> business which has been a big project yeah. which is is still paying off which is amazing but we basically she basically we just started after school programs for like glee and um she does she does arts and crafts type oh, of, that's type of thing cool. so she teaches kids how to make soap um recycle art oh that's um, great so like yeah so she so she's mainly she's the brains um, i just do whatever she tells me show up with a guitar at this time and play and learn these songs wow so i help as much yes performing monkey my performing and and, and (laughs) even in like the way i work with musicians or in getting hired for jobs like i'll just get hired to play a night with a band in sacramento it's like okay let's go (laughs) i'm just the monkey like okay but I get to do my own stuff. Right. And at my at my old place, um, I had we built a studio in my garage, so I had this beautiful space, which I was so sad because we tore it all down before we oh, left. No. It was like ripping apart your child. Oh. It was like, you're like, oh. like something you build with your bare hands, yeah. and like you're putting up the soundproof and you're making it how you yeah. want it. Yeah, that's and a then big we just deal. Ripped it down, and now I live in a van. But <laughs> that's great. You know, it's fun. I've been loving it. It's um You're it, seeing a lot of America who forced, knew Missoula wasn't so bad. Right. And like uh, my I was like, let's just go to Billings cuz I've been there before and yeah, I've, I'm glad I've you eaten didn't. at a soup kitchen there when I was traveling once. So <laughs> Missoula is much better. It's, I've heard. I've heard Missoula is like the little blue dot surrounded by red. It so, sure is. Yeah. So. I think it's like neon blue. Ne- yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's a great city. Yeah. Um, but I think that necessity to to survive, yeah, is a great way to get That's into that right. mode. It's like, and like if you think about like if art feels to you like breathing, mm-hmm. then like you need to just be doing it. Right. Like if you can't, I don't. I like. I know I'm a woman, but like I don't. Cons- I don't think of myself as like a woman i think of myself as an artist like that's yeah. how i don't identify myself yeah. primarily yeah, yeah it's like i 
when I think about, oh, well, you're a female artist. Well, of course, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I'm just right. an artist. Right. I just expressing myself yeah. here, people. <laughs> and I think it's also the idea of like uh, changing your idea of what success means. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, so with you. Yeah. It's like, like, I just want to make money. I just want to survive or better than survive. I want to thrive. But like, just in my own little bubble, I don't care if I make like some big impact. I just want to do this thing. That's, that's, I think is probably the, the thing that should be taught to young artists. I totally agree. Um, Especially with the with your parents telling you mm-hmm. fall you know have a fallback career yeah with your schools eliminating art programs yeah with, with the whole American society just yeah. sort of like eh. yeah you're just an artist right like, have you been on Rolling Stone you know have you been yeah. any, have I read your work is like probably not no. but this is I, I'm living yeah and like I lived three blocks from the beach in one of the most expensive cities in the world yeah. Just working, me and my wife just working for ourselves. That's amazing. Doing, you know, she teaches, she teaches voice lessons, and that's sort of how we're going around. She teaches voice lessons from the van. Wow! And so we just sort of pull up to a Starbucks and just and get just, that Wi-Fi. That's amazing. It's pretty See, cool. That's great. That's so inspiring. I feel like that's that to me feels like the dream that more people should be thriving exactly. or striving for is like right. just doing the thing you love and and reinterpreting what it means to be successful it's really about being happy but i don't think people are in touch with that at all no they think that you have to be like an instagram porn star or whatever (laughs) or you have to you have to be on the cover of rolling stone right that's success that's the pinnacle you know like but i think that the pinnacle of success being an artist Mm. is just living off your art yeah like and doing living the life you want to live yeah i totally agree if you can do that if you can get through life without having to hear somebody who is not as smart as you tell you what to do <laughs> and yeah except for my wife <laughs> and and get you know and get through life comfortably and yeah. like able to do the things you want to do i think that's the most successful person that I to- you could yeah. ever meet i imagine. absolutely agree and yeah. like there's just no way i could ever go back to living in a cubicle you know like or making a living. Yeah, off like an room. office without windows. Yeah. Like the Re- inability to like leave the space you're in when you want to. Right. Like I can't imagine that. Ugh. I also like I've found just my own natural rhythms are like I usually don't really start like hard work until like four or five in the afternoon. That's oh. just my cycle. Yeah. So I'll do like a lot of I'll do errands or like, you know, emails or yeah. just like any business stuff I have happens during the day and then like i really ramp up like four or five right and then i'm just like through like then i'm just in my sort of zone that's interesting so like you what time you usually wake up in the morning uh well like eight or nine so i usually go to bed i mean if i'm doing well it's like four five and then i don't sleep that much right um i have a hard time getting up though once i'm in bed like after what it's probably because i'm tired right yeah your body's uh, yeah, yelling I don't at get, you i don't get a lot of sleep like a couple of weeks ago i had this anyway i had this crazy work i i worked 80 hours and then only slept 10 hours because i had oh, to wow. travel somewhere but i had to drive myself it was really touch and go <laughs> um but like now i'm kind of making up for that by getting like four or five hours so i usually go to bed at four and then like get up around eight or nine and then like 
drink coffee, read emails. Like I tend to take a hike every day with my dog, oh, nice. um, run errands if I need to. Right. And then like, just, I think I putz around a little. It's like yeah. my putzing time. And yeah, then like yeah. around four, I sort of find myself being like, I'm ready to go. Right, like right. it just feels like the right time. And I also, I mean like, because I'm sure this is the same for you. Like I have a ton of, I feel like I have meetings all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always meeting with somebody or like for future projects yeah, or yeah, like yeah. to, to touch base on something. So yeah, that's yeah. like part of, you have to Your like morning. Right. Afternoon, yeah. And then after that, I try not to schedule anything like after right. that time. So I can just like really dive in. Yeah. I like uninterrupted time. Frame. Oh, I know you probably can't. I know. Uninterrupted I know. time. Yeah. Even, even like, Going at to like a record stop shop, yeah, and like just uninterrupted time going through that. You can't do that. Have you been I, to Ear Candy Music here? I haven't. Oh. No, you I, should. It's on the hip strip. No, the hip strip. The hip strip. I'm sorry, it's called that. I don't be. I love it. Yeah, it's a. It's what like street is that downtown? It's downtown, but over the bridge, so not like it's like a little bit going out of town. So you'll see it like. So you go over. So you're going out of the, of downtown like out and you cross the bridge over the river yeah that's it's right, right on it's the other it's side. on the other side but kind of like uh, three or four blocks up so you'll see like the roxy M- music uh, roxy movie theater which yeah. has a, br- a brand new sign and then ear candy i think is right next door anyway it's in that area okay. it's worth going to it's a good I- record shop I've been if you passing, have time. <laughs> I've been passing record shops yeah. through all the cities. You kind of have to. And I just, I walk right by them because usually how it works, I mean, she teaches from the van. Yeah. So we have to get lost. Like today after this, we have to go get lost for like four and a half hours. Wow. So like whatever. Did you go to the carousel? We did. Okay. And there's a little dragon park down did there. Did you go to the butterfly, the, bu- the bug, the insectarium? No. That's a cool place to go. I've never been there. Bugs. Is that downtown? It's downtown. It's on front street uh-huh. um you'd be able to just google the yeah, yeah, yeah. So. but it's just downtown cool it's a great place well i we went to the children's museum oh yeah that's where you where met i met Keish, kasha kasha she's, she's, hi kasha kasha <laughs> i think she said kasha i'm pretty sure because it's k-a-s-h-y-a and i'm pretty sure she said kasha in any case you're awesome am, you're amazing she is so cool yeah. like she we chatted for like a long time she's super awesome longer than i'm sure she, her boss would have liked but like <laughs> and that's sort of how we got that's yeah, how we yeah, met that's we met through cool. at, at the children's museum but yeah it's you know whatever yeah. I, I forget what we we're talking oh about. yeah but records oh record oh, yeah. shops or well, records time. time yes time yeah Having although i have to say that like there's something to be said for people who have restrictions like that because they really do there it forces them you to, have to work you have to be hyper focused you have to you have, like, yeah you have to be able to just like be on whenever yeah and i i mean i'm at the age where most people i know have kids so like i see that they have like a lot less time to like oh, yeah. let their mind wander like i do yeah. i mean that's how i've like that's it doesn't it's actually probably not that beneficial to me to have like so much freedom in some yeah. ways because I do sometimes. Although I, th- I mean, I do, I do kind of fuck around yeah. a, a bunch. I can't say that much because <laughs> I actually get a lot done. But you know, I do think some of that fucking around like helps me to come up with some of my concepts. Yeah, but I think so too. Yeah, like 
there's been studies where they're showing that boredom is like one of the uh, not not even just boredom just being like oh man i'm so bored but like just resting mind yeah is where like a lot of that stuff it's like while you'll be in the shower all of a sudden be like oh my god okay or when i'm hiking a lot i get that's my main like if i'm really having a challenge or i just can't quite figure out how to do something and i go for a hike like it's not like i plan to do it i just let my mind kind of wander and then and i usually listen to podcasts so i actually should be listening to them but like (laughs) i'm usually just like right it's just like noise and no i I, I totally understand yeah that. as in like just having something on in the background just yeah is, i'm like a like, big a, podcast tv movie watcher when uh, i'm drawing yeah. just because i spend such long periods doing it i would go crazy just right. like that focus yeah totally. i need something else like even yeah. if it's like watching at the x files for like the fifth <laughs> time through or right. i can kind of be like I can get through something if I'm like, okay, I've got one season of the X Files. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this all today, yeah. and like that's how I'm gonna get through this day of work. If I know <laughs> I have something huge to do yeah, that yeah. just needs that much right. work, I do put in longer hours than I probably should, like for my hands' sake. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> do you have you had any cramps or any problems? You know, you? I used to, I used to. Uh, draw like this like hunched over yeah. um but now i draw only upright and i don't have any problems really anymore. yeah Is that, i'm sorry I gotta check oh yeah yeah you probably have to no i just gotta check the time okay <laughs> i just gotta make sure i'm not going right. we have to be back in town by 4 30 okay so i just i have to just keep checking the time so don't yeah. okay i'm not yeah anyway, rush i don't really have problems like that's interesting too. like for me like drawing like this seems like my arm would just fall off after yeah you definitely like it definitely you're more body tired and yeah. i spend a lot of time standing up especially like this is the board i do a lot of my eight foot drawings oh, okay. on and um like yeah i get tired but like there's something di- it's different than being sore somehow mm-hmm. you know well and plus it's a muscle that you just build right 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 your yeah muscle, your muscle just mm-hmm. over time is just gonna be like yes yeah I can do this yeah and i spend most of my waking life doing this so it's just used to piano for me the biggest thing because i was getting all these cramps in my wrist Uh, that internal thing so are you holding your hand in some like stressed out way it was just my own stupidity because i was improper uh posture oh so we're and being too low so like so like if this was the piano yeah uh right here and I was sitting in this exact position, this would be too low for me. Right. I would, my, by the end of the gig, especially because sometimes I'm playing right. like three so hour gig, I have to be above it, which is the way you're supposed right, to. Right, your, your hand's supposed to be relaxed over oh, okay. it. Okay, I see. And for years, and it's just like, I'm the type of person who will just continuously make that same yeah. mistake until one day it's just like, oh. Well, I worked hunched over until like recently. Yeah. Like I was yeah. just like a constant back problem. <laughs> and then finally I was like, what are you doing, you moron? <laughs> Like, and just then, don't like, do that It's funny because it's like shit that you knew, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you learned this back in school, right? Right. You learned this the first time. I think, like, your body's, m- like, muscle memory is so strong, though, yeah. like, you just want to go back yeah, to Yeah, to doing how you've been and, like, doing. like, I also like to be all, like, contorted, like, you know, like, being all, like, when I'm 
hunched over, I also like my whole body gets weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm sitting, like if I'm working upright, like I can't do all those weird things. Mm. So it's just naturally better. I found that work, like playing my violin, like I am so used to gripping things so tightly. Mm. That, like I'm gripping my bow and like my, like the neck of my violin, like a maniac, just because that's like the grip I'm used <laughs> right. to. And my teacher's always like, you got to loosen up. Yeah. You can't move your fingers around mm. if you're like death gripping it. Yeah, that, and that, was, yeah. that was something I had to get over with guitar. Yeah. I'd be like, I know, like a claw. I, I'm fucking making this chord like a motherfucker, you know? <laughs> this is an E major extreme, bitch. Yeah, and you then know? you were like, oh, it, you can yeah. do that without strangling and your... like once you find out that you don't need to do that and once you realize it then all of a sudden like finality kind of uh, emerges and you start to realize like oh i can just gracefully yes. hit this and you know right and, uh, okay oh okay you don't have to just be but yeah it takes time. your your mu- your muscles have to learn that memory yeah right? it, it, like your muscles have to like transfer the information to your brain yeah. for years before it's like oh yeah okay, yeah this hurts it's just like it's- i always pop my fingers like if i'm hitting like three or four like on my string my first or second finger pop up but you're yeah. supposed to keep them all down right yeah. just for efficiency's sake mm. but my teacher would just wrap my fingers every time <laughs> i popped them up yeah. and eventually i could just feel the wrapping on my fingers like yeah. after a while you're just like yeah. okay that's oh, how yeah just hold them down which yeah doesn't see, i mean it's effective but i don't know if teachers could actually do that these I days i think he's younger than me so oh. like it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, I think he has young students too which he couldn't do that too so right. he's probably like oh she won't mind yeah, yeah. and i'm sure it's not like bloody your <laughs> no 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 beatings. it's just it's just a little it's yeah. just a little yeah, yeah. he's usually stoned uh, <laughs> which is such a weird thing in montana because we're all stoned yeah no well, no i'm just i'm just no kidding. i know but like <laughs> it's the laws are kind of stringent here still yeah um, that's true they are they, so there was a brief period where they weren't but it was oh, very yeah? br- very brief how long ago was that a couple years ago like there was what? just shops everywhere what? and like like it was like wait so this was a medical state at yes one time? Mm-hmm. What and the then f- it got overturned oh my god wait, it is still a me- so it is still a medical state really yes but it's very very strict okay yeah so there are there still are some shops only a few left Uh and they're off like off the beaten track like they used to be like just all downtown yeah yeah, yeah. i think there's one actually downtown called flower you can see it do they take california recommendations they might (laughs) they might Um, <laughs> yeah well i was reading the laws and i was like oh my god like the concentrates if you have a gram or less like the the it's like a thousand dollar fine up to a year in jail and it's like oh my god well, like, the police don't have a ton to do here so 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 you are saying take be be cautious be cautious, be cautious. yeah like i think um yeah the, the only thing that the, ever really goes on here is everybody dr- is a drunk driver. <laughs> um, not everybody. You know, but it's a big deal here. It's like a huge drinking yeah, town. I could see um, that. So the police really, if nobody's drinking, then they need to pull somebody yeah. over. They got quotas. 
And they might pull over a van with California plates. Just yeah, what's what going on in this hippie way? Right, exactly. Well, the good thing is our van is pretty inconspicuous. It just looks like a shuttle van for like you know, a church it, or something. Oh yeah, it kind of just looks like a family vacation yeah. van. It doesn't look like a. We, and you know what? We've never been harassed. The only place we were harassed, we were trying to sleep in a, like a Costco parking lot. Oh, they don't like that. Well, you have to go to Walmart. Can. Walmart, but like the West Coast. You might as well forget. I mean, not like you there's can't. some places, yeah. very few, but most of it's just so. I mean, like there's just so many travelers, right. and dirty hippies just coming in here and stinking up the place. But. Costco's in California have some good stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, sorry, better <laughs> than Montana's Costco. I, when I went there, I was like, I just want to bring so much stuff home <laughs> with me on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's it's hard when you're traveling to one, and that's another thing why I've been skipping the record shops because you need other I can't things. just fucking I can't just have you yeah know, two crates. Of you don't records. have like a portable turntable in your <laughs> in your. No, I had to, I got to remove it and put in a DVD player for the kids. Oh, um, that's really upgrading. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. DVDs. <laughs> Who even has DVDs? Like, I do. Oh, you do. Okay, yeah, I'm bad. kind of a collector. See. Yeah, I saw Bottle Rocket and Rushmore. Oh, you got a little. I, I was gonna go on. Oh, a, I was okay. Gonna have a Wes Anderson marathon. Wes Anderson yeah, night. I've been doing director marathons, oh, okay. like just as a way to get through things, like okay. that map project. Like I went through like three directors. So you'll just have it on in the background while you're. Yeah, especially like these ones I've seen multiple times. Right. So, I can know. listen to them with the comment. I'm kind of a commentary track I love nerd. The commentary I love Sometimes it's like a movie is okay but then i listen to the commentary and i'm like okay i'm kind of i, f- I have more of a, an appreciation and and you, you know it, i mean kind of lean back on what we we're talking about how you'll hear some of these directors or some of the writers talk and be like we were at the end of the night and we were just like fuck it let's just do this we're, yeah. we're tired we're going home yeah and you find out it's like the your favorite part of the movie was just them being like fuck it we're yeah. just gonna leave it like this because we exactly don't care right yeah and because and it, it goes up to the top levels yeah. the top tier people are like dude yeah, don't sweat the small shit. yeah i think there has to be some level of although wes anderson is hyper controlled yeah, yeah. But i think there still has to be that level of like we just have to let this go and yeah. be what it is yeah although i can't stand commentary tracks with actors they're just the worst <laughs> like i only like i mean cinematographers producers right. uh, uh directors um composers writers i just actors just are i don't I, they just look at them they're just looking at themselves or being like oh that day that was the day that I had that really bad cold and then Tony gave me some pizza and I felt better but then I was like I shouldn't eat pizza because I have to fit into this dress it's like well, I don't care right so right. anyway sorry it's not like it seems like less about the craft no it, sorry no actors are their <laughs> take own take that actors well actors are just, uh, <laughs> I have like one of my best friends she's an actress and she, oh yeah you do live in a place where probably a lot of people are actors yeah right? well San Diego yeah there's a lot modeling and stuff yeah. i mean la you know it's just a skip jumping of shit yeah. down the road so. i went to la and i didn't see anybody that was that good looking i must have been in the wrong part that's not true i went to a bar and like all the all the bartenders were like yeah they, they that, have to be yeah they it's were just, really when you move there they it's like okay bartender right actress, they were, ooh, yeah. you're gonna have to clean the bathrooms <laughs> all right um uh, no san diego has its little la Right. attitude thing sure. going on uh, it's a little bit more relaxed though and that's what i like about san diego it's much more yeah. relaxed but you know I, I just i can't stand actors who take themselves so fucking serious yeah. i can't stand any artist i know and that's why i have a hard time like with front 
people like the mm-hmm. like front men or women front person <laughs> um it, front it, men yeah front women it, and it, you know it's just the people who front a band yeah i'll have the hardest time sometimes but it's more than usual because uh, they do you feel like they have to put up more of a well yeah that's there it's they're like they're the putting image. off this image they're yeah. putting off this they have they feel like that everything they have to say has to be some like yeah. you know amazing thing and really i'm just trying to talk about yeah. you know my and farts i kind of think something. that like <laughs> i kind of think that like yeah people who are just like yeah anyway well i, don't know. I mean like actors and front people they kind of like share the same thing because it's all about them yeah and so they so like when when the camera's on actors it's like this is my moment and when I when better say something when excellent. the lights come on and the crowd goes wild they're <laughs> screaming for me you know and that's why a lot of the people i have on are are the backing bands right and, and like you get to learn a lot about artists and all kinds of you know it, yeah. it's just it's I find myself because most likely because I am one of the players in the band, mm-hmm. not the spotlight. Yeah. I tend to gravitate towards them and tend to have better conversations with yeah. them. Do you know Grace Potter and the Nocturnals? Have you yeah. heard of Grace mm-hmm. Potter? Yeah. I was able to talk to her guitar player who is now the front man for his own band called oh, Electric wow. Voodoo, which is an amazing band. Um, <laughs> you, um, if, you, if you haven't heard of them. I haven't awesome. heard of them. Okay. Um, uh, well, yeah, you probably have not because they're just sort of getting their footing in San Diego. <laughs> right, right. And, um, but yeah, he couldn't even talk. He couldn't even say her name. Like, and like he kept on referring to the band as the Nocturnals. And it just was like, I know why. It was because he was in the middle of a, a court case. Because wow. he's suing for rights for residuals. Wow. But like, it's just like, it's, um, I don't know, like, for me like i i don't like that guarded type of thing like i, I like yeah. someone like you who are just like hey come into my house right. and just right. <laughs> know whatever you want and <laughs> <laughs> which i'm sure you're guarding some shit i'm not even yeah, trying to go into like, weird shit i don't but. have any like any proprietary secrets right. i'm just a hard worker right like you know what i mean like there's no secret to that it's just you do the work right right yeah, have you ever heard of the book Art of War or War of Art? War of Art. No. Not, not the Not of the of Art of War. Isn't that like That's sun- some ancient sing ching chong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Th- fuck. And so, <laughs> okay, I'll stop with being offensive and uh That wasn't me, that was him. Yes, it was. It was definitely me. <laughs> but uh, it was like son son Oh, I don't know. I know. I've never read that book, but yeah. I, I read War of Art. The War of Art. Uh-huh. And like w- when I was listening to you talk it kind of resonated because he talks a lot about um, working through blocks, which yeah. you don't get. But he was okay. So the guy is um, the author didn't find success until he was like forty, and mm-hmm. he sold. He he wrote um, Bagger Vance. Like, oh, so, like, that, yeah, okay. The Will Smith movie, <laughs> yeah. but that was a book. So he wrote that, or maybe he was doing a screenwriter. I don't know what it was, but yeah. he was just talking about what he when he found success and what he was doing all the way up to that. And a lot of it goes into about resistance. Yeah. Because the he talks like the artist will wake up in the morning filled with resistance, but you must fight this resistance. <laughs> and it's kind of a funny way he's yeah. saying it. I think he's playing off the original, like, Art of War. Yeah. I think that's kind of how it's ta- they, he, the author talks. It's like, the warrior must wake up in the morning. Right. And pray to the West. 
but he but he's just always talking about this thing called resistance and even if you have uh, a block it's like you write anyways yeah that's exactly it you just write even if it's the biggest piece of shit that you've ever written you write it and you write it for the allotted time that you make for yourself Mm -hmm. every day so if you write if you tell yourself i'm a writer yeah. And I'm going to wake up and I'm going to write for four hours and that's it. Yeah. That's my day. I'm just going to do, yeah. even if it's an hour, write, just sit down and write. And if you, you're blocked on something else, go and start writing something. Yeah. Um, do you know who Tim Ferriss is? Tim Ferriss. He wrote The 4-Hour oh. Work Week. And, um, the 4-Hour Work Week? Tell yeah. me more. Well, he's just he's all about like optimizing. 4-Hour like sleep week yeah Sorry. <laughs> it's not actually <laughs> yeah. working for four hours right. it's just basically talking about human opti- yeah. optimization and how uh he has an awesome podcast too you should what check out it's called tim ferris show okay it's just he talks to like like tech billionaires mm-hmm. like peter Thiel, or he'll talk to like the one with jamie fox is amazing because really jamie fox is like an incredible artist wow. it, i like- mean he, I mean, you know Jamie Foxx. Yeah, is, of course. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's a, he was a comedian, yeah. and he's a singer, mm-hmm. he's an actor. And, he's all and, the things. Yeah, and so, like, I, I love what he does. And, yeah. I mean, but he just sort of goes through and talks to them about what what their process is. Right. It's really interesting. It's good. I think you would like yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds... Maybe. I'm fascinated by how people operate. Right. And, like, there's a book called The uh, Daily Rituals, which, okay. like, lays out famous people's like yeah. what they i mean how they structured their days and it's, he'll that's one of the yeah, things he it's does fascinating tim ferris will be like okay so tell me what your morning routine and i started yeah. kind of borrowing from his right. questions and when i asked you that because right. what you were saying just like resonated. i do basically nothing <laughs> until no but that's I, yeah what, but that's what this guy was talking about in mm-hmm. the the war of art he was talking about is like do your thing mm-hmm. but like when it's time to work just do the work, work. yeah because you're gonna you're gonna be filled with this resisting feeling mm-hmm. like it, 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 the biggest part of any big job or any job is like just Starting. getting started that's absolutely true so it's like yeah. when this is the time to go this is the time to go yeah being a parent it's not so easy right because and especially right. owning your own business because oof, like oof. everything is crazy all the time yeah so I've definitely found solace in different facets of work. Mm-hmm. So like I'm not just a hired gun. I'm not just podcasting. Yeah. I'm not just a teacher. You I'm do not just... a lot of different. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've found, be- I don't know. I think it's just the way my head works, ADHD or whatever. <laughs> but I find that I get bored with something. Yeah. If I'm doing one thing for too long. Yeah. And, and so like, the fact that I have something else to sort of dive into. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful. It, it's really helpful yeah. for me. And it kind of is conducive with the schedule of having mm-hmm. a kid, you know, and a business. Yeah. And a, a wife who needs attention to. You know, right. Like we both need like to give each other. attention. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff. still. Yeah. You can't let that not. Right. Be a priority. Exactly. Yeah. Which. Which which I tried to fight for so long. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm better. So like, but I feel, I feel really similar to you. I mean, like I definitely know how to focus for like a week on something like yeah. a map project, but like it's just because in my head, I'm like next week. Okay. You have a family portrait to do. And then the week after that, like I'm doing like a paper doll for somebody and then, like, you know, like, I'm doing a coloring book page. I mean, like, there's just, like, it's always different. Mm. So if I can just get through the thing I'm doing, then I feel like, that's cool. It'll be over right. soon. 
Um, but it's also like I've started to do things like I use like I kind of intentionally mess up my paper or I use gray paper so mm. it's easier to start it because it already kind of looks gnarly. When you're right. facing like a really white piece of paper, it's like glaring yeah. like yeah. really glaring the light yeah. off into your eyes exactly <laughs> like it's too much yeah um, um so but that's what i noticed is like you'll use different like what is it called Vellum. yeah Vellum? this is this is mylar so but it's this like is mylar yeah. and then you'll use something that already has patterns on it because oh yeah one thing i noticed about your work at yeah. zoo town brew there was a lot of stuff with yeah so i have all this vintage wallpaper yeah I, like so this piece right here like this vintage wallpaper is going to be laid behind it oh okay um it'll look really good i just can't put it up i should probably put it up there now but i'm not going to <laughs> um but yeah i just like i like that layering effect yeah. um and i've been using that a little bit and this is just like because i don't know i mean i don't know if i could not that it matters on a podcast, but like pulling up my um, website, like my which is uh, Courtney www dot c o u r t n e y b l a z o n dot com. That's CourtneyBlazon dot com. Get some or Instagram at CourtneyBlazon. That I like show a lot of process shots and stuff there. That's cool. Um, but like I just did these like eight foot drawings and these are all done in marker which i mean i use copic markers they're uh -huh. awesome but that's insane to do that much work yeah um wait that's funny um it's kind of insane to wow that doesn't look good at all wow your website is so much more put together than mine oh <laughs> my website is just it's just basically a portal to soundcloud <laughs> That's, well, that's what, that's, I just have a lot of artwork to put on there. Yeah, which is yeah. fine. So That'd this is great. like that size, this piece, uh -huh. and it's all marker, which is insane. Yeah. So as a as a way to like relieve myself of that a little bit, I've I now try to use different materials, mm. and it's also just preserving the fact that like these are really my working tools. Like yeah. I do them for I use these for all my commissions. Um, so you don't paint at all. I don't. I'm definitely a drawer. Mm. I am just painting is not something I'm yeah, good and at. And that's funny is like just for a split second in my brain, I'm just like, why don't you paint too? But like it's totally different medium. It is. And, like, and it's, like, it's like a totally different instrument. It's, it's a totally different skill. And yeah. pe some people who paint are just can't draw. Yeah. Um, at yeah. all really and it's always this is how my dumb brain works because like I'll, I'll like i've interviewed drummers who've like written entire albums and i'm just like it always amazes me that the drummer is writing albums <laughs> but it's like why wouldn't he know about music right he still, just because he's a drummer doesn't yeah. mean it's just i just for some reason i put these like separations and no it makes sense like i think when you think of artists it's like you should be able to do everything yeah i, get I mean it. and i i can if somebody like paid me a lot of money to paint something i would give it my best shot <laughs> like, um but like this so like i do all these commissions you know so it's like all these family portraits with like their life history in them oh i see and so now is this um when someone approaches you yeah. or is this what you are like kind of like is this what you're selling is like I'm going to, I'll do your family, but I also like to add in like the stuff. Yeah, it's like, is that part of your stylistic choice? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So basically like, and at this point people, at least here in town, like know what they're going to get. Right. So somebody will hire me and be like, I want me and my boyfriend to be dressed up like Marie Antoinette and Louis <laughs> the 16th and be in a castle or in um, Versailles. And then we want our cat multiplied by like 15. <laughs> 
jumping through the air and on the curtains and flying through the air and painting. <laughs> and um, also, we want to be sitting on a big one of oh my God. our cats. They- so this is what they'll commission me to do. So basically, I'm just known for like doing whatever crazy yeah. thing people want me to do, um, which is fine right because you got you definitely have a surreal style yeah so yeah i mean like this family wanted to be dressed as um like a fur 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 trapper fur trapper she wanted to be dressed like in art nouveau nouveau style and then the girl just wanted to be like wearing roller skates and (laughs) holding hands with a troll so like within that then they give me like all these personal things to them like this is their house Mm. And, like, there's their dog dressed up as, like, a newsboy from the 1930s. I don't know. I just, that one just came out of nowhere. Okay, so that was your touch. Uh, yeah, I was just, like, I, I didn't know. It. They just addressed him and whatever. So, uh-huh. Oh, and it's a her. Anyway, I don't know why she's dressed as a boy. That's Dog, okay. whatever. Um, and then they'll just, like, then I'll just put it together in, like, a, a thing. And <laughs> when you're doing, like, bigger pieces like that, yeah. like you were saying earlier, do you sketch, like, that out first small and then go to a bigger yeah so like for that one it's like that little sketch oh wow and i showed i mean like i do them really small you do them small but like just as a basic right because i think there's enough evidence on my website like of what i do right so i don't feel like i have to overly explain myself right you know right anyway, so you that's went to what, my website you ordered this you know what you're right do. like you like i will just do it to your specifications and but it's gonna be you know you're not you're gonna kind of look like yourself but not really right right so yeah so that's good but like when i do my own stuff it's nice to like um just try to use different yeah just try to like i've been doing these more um mixed media pieces just as a way to like because honestly marker is kind of boring to me because i do it constantly right right so i need like some sort of so i've been doing a lot of these like um well see everything loads really slow i live (laughs) up on a mountain so speeds aren't of the well i like that you were describing the one with the big cat the cats and the (laughs) marie antoinette i liked how it was just like coming down down and you're explaining it and then all of a sudden oh and they wanted to be sitting on a big cat and it like revealed itself as you said it it was more like a, i loved the presentation of it just from like our because dsl of the slow the slow speed do you, do you of have my... cable up here or dsl or what are you guys working it's with it's like a it's like a satellite oh it's yeah. a satellite thing. and it's expensive and it's not the greatest it's not the greatest it's because like so we have these mountain like there's a mountain back here there's a mountain here so there's only one shot that you can get it uh-huh. there's no cable lines up here yeah okay so, so you're just whatever you can get is what yeah you're like yeah. a real lucky way of electricity <laughs> <laughs> do, you, just do you have a, not- do you have septic or is you got a septic yeah. okay okay yeah so there's no ties to yeah. like right town so So, like i've been doing these sort of like more you know simple in a way kind of like layered things as my own work yeah um which is kind of nice so this is like kind of in the same body of work as that which i'm showing soon so and there's a okay so i'm seeing the theme of like disconnected body parts yeah a little bit of that i think it's like i mean I I tend not to try to decide what I'm talking about until I finish the body mm, of work. Right. Um. But like those portraits are kind of part of it too. 
Um, these were like self portraits. I the photography. Those are portraits I took of myself when I was eighteen when I first got to art school. Oh. I thought it would be interesting, like twenty years on, to like recreate them in right. a different format. So like, I think like this was the piece that I started first. You know. Yeah. Um. So these are all kind of. You can kind of see that there's something going on. Right. There's a theme. Yeah. Lots uh, yeah. Of dismembered. Theme, dismemberment. Dismembered bodies. Like I think it's a. I guess it's about being female, but I will just let the experts no. tell me what it's about. And like I, I don't expect you to sit here and explain yeah. all that because that's kind of lame to like sit there and like. But oh, I am like talk about this. this even something like this is like pretty influenced by vladimir nabokov like i'm influenced a lot by literature so like he do you know vladimir nabokov is he just one of the russian philosophers <laughs> no he wrote uh, lolita is oh, his okay, famous book so he this is an amazing like just briefly he like he his wife drove him across america and they i think it was like an 18th month 18 month journey and he wrote lolita while traveling america and she drove the entire way he didn't know how to drive <sighs> And he also, he had this in really incredible bu blue butterfly collection. Uh -huh. um, and he, like, even has one named after himself. And so he also collected butterflies. So he had this, so he wrote a lot of stuff during this journey that wasn't Lolita. But, so this has something to do with his blue butterflies. He, like, loved, he loved them. He, like, really loved butterflies. So <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't, like, without getting into, like, actually reading what he wrote, like, but he so this has something to do with like lolita and nabokov and blue butterflies okay so right on yeah <laughs> well I, I did i did notice like you had some things like at the at the coffee shop there were yeah. some things with animals like you had like birthday candles on the oh, teats and yep like, i used to have a lot of i used to do a lot of pig pig and stuff pig. yeah so i did this whole body of work that was all about like industrial farming that's what i was gonna say yeah was, so the ask if it was like something about like in the industry itself because yeah. there's another one up there i can't remember what it was pig and I, whistle probably the one it. i don't know which the one i i distinctly remember the yeah. one with the the nipples being birthday candles <laughs> which I, I mean it just stuck out to me and yeah then, and then of course the the Cohen brothers. Oh yeah, uh, but, yeah. But but then then there was another huge one that I can't remember what it was. But yeah, um, I think that's the other the other huge one in there is Pig and Whistle, and that was about. There's the one with the. Yeah, this one, right? Yeah, that's yeah. The so one this was like a body of work that I did that had like it was a whole show that I created, and it was all about industrial farming, and then like. I also created, do you know what marzipan is? It's like a... It's a drug, right? No, it's like an almond paste. It's like oh. a candy. Oh, it's big in Europe, right? It is big in Europe, yeah, yep. Okay. So uh, you can sculpt it kind of like clay. Uh -huh. So I made like this entire table full of pig products made out of marzipan <laughs> and had the, all these signs all over the place that were like, eat me. Anyway. Oh, um, oh and but people, you actually could eat it. Yeah, people were really nervous about eating them at <laughs> first because they looked like little hooves and like yeah. gross things. Right, right. But people eventually ate them all. <laughs> um, it's edible. Yeah, I. It's a stra it was a strange show. Like in some ways I thought it wouldn't be very well received. But oh, I think it was the sheep one. Oh, yes, this one, right? Yeah, yeah farm yeah. to table. So yes, this is exactly. kind of, this is also, I was kind of on this kick about like farming and like consumption and um, like sort of grappling with, with it myself. Like I eat meat and mm. I don't 
give it much thought most of the time right um until i do and then i'm like i don't even know where this is coming from or like and there's a a, missoula is one of those communities where like people think about that sort of thing a lot yeah is there a lot of farm to play yes yeah and like a lot of places to locally get animals Uh um and actually i don't eat very much meat like at home anyway like at home i'm just like that doesn't occur to me but you just are grazed throughout the day right but like I'll go eat a burger. Yeah. I went to Red Robin the other day for the first time. (laughs) I had no idea. That's where America is. It's at Red Robin. (laughs) So Missoula is like its own thing, right? Like it's like a bubble community. But then like at the mall at Red Robin, that's where Americans are. Exactly. That that was totally different there. No, that was one of the first (laughs) places we went to eat here because we promised promised our son a burger since Spokane. Right. And you knew knew what you would get at Red Robin. Right. Yum. My wife loves the bottomless fries. So. Oh my gosh. I (laughs) also, because I realized you can like be like, I need more fries. And then you're like, oh, I'm full. I got to take these home. They're going to have to come home with me. <laughs> I'm going to eat them when they're gross and cold. Right. But they're going to be good. It's going to be so good. I got the Parmesan garlic ones. Whoa, I didn't know there was toppings. There is. Well, and they're she, also bottomless. Well, she didn't tell me that. I also got a mango margarita. I also do like market. Like we have a art market here mm. so in the summer like i go and like set up a booth with stickers and prints and oh, cool. t-shirts and stuff like that does that like does, you don't like doing that i like i've done it for a decade but like it's the first thing i would drop like yeah if i could like if i could afford it but it's like i make i make enough per week in the summer like that it's like groceries and like phone bill like i yeah. can't not do it I understand. You know? that. No, no. Yeah. It, the, when we were talking about just sort of the hustle of it, yeah. and you had to learn that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something like, because some people will just be like, just automatically think of the shit. And maybe yeah. they are, maybe they're not. But right. like, they're still like, I'm bomb. I'm going out. And here's my <laughs> right. CD. I, you know, like, I'm, I'm passing this out. Yeah. I'm, I'm always talking about myself and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, like, when I hear somebody pitching like that to me, yeah. I automatically, my eyes glaze over. And it's my, too much. I tune out. And yeah. I'm just like I can't even talk to you, <clears throat> but there's a proper way of doing things. And, yeah, and there's opportunities to do that, and it's just finding those cr- the the appropriate opportunities. That's right. Like people don't want to hear about it all. like, and that I think I fall. I don't feel like I'm selling myself so much as like just with people I know. Like I tend to like get a little dreamy, and then I'll be like, I wonder if I did this if I made some. Like I definitely have a hard time concentrating on having fun sometimes because I'm like I wonder if I but I have a I can't sell myself more than it's I, I do it all the time right. like I feel like I'm constantly or just even the amount of rejections I get mm-hmm. like that's part of it like yeah. or part of your you know being an artist is you put yourself you have to put yourself out there and yeah. like it's not gonna work all the time <laughs> or even that frequently right. like yeah yeah, there's a lot of no's. There's but, a but lot of But then when no's. you get that first yes, that real yes, yeah. where you're just like, uh, yes. oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet. And it also makes you really not take things very personally yeah, also. totally. Like the more no's you get. I like to send out like applications for things in batches. So when they come back, like I can't really remember what I applied to. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't sting so much. Right, if you right. like put all your like gusto behind one thing and you don't get it then you're gonna be like yeah nobody likes right (laughs) Um, no which might be true (laughs) that's it yeah no 
some people think they're awesome and like some and it's funny that the people who think they're like really awesome like you're like tend to be like "Mm, what you (laughs) like it's like maybe go back and try again or something yeah or just like like spend more time doing the thing than talking about it it's like when uh, whenever you try to give someone like constructive criticism and it's taken as like you're judging them yeah. and like that you hate me now. I, like that's the hard, like those the type of people who can't take it. And I get it that there's some people who are saying, I'm going to give you some constructive criticism. You're awful and you should quit and die. Right. right. Uh, you know, I understand that there are assholes out there. Yeah. But like when someone is actually coming to me and like, well, this is, you know, I'm going to give you my real opinion yeah. and let you know. And it's something that's thought out. Yeah. And like you those are worth them. it. I think it's yeah. worth it. But then when the other person is like not trying to hear it or just thinking yeah. that you're you're ganging up on it or not ganging up but just just being rude yeah it's like it's it those people are the ones who tend to sort of like take failure the worst yeah that's absolutely you know true. what i mean because yeah. like because like you're gonna fail i mm-hmm. mean or at least stumble you know because i, I kind of see failure as like quitting yeah giving up right you know like, yeah stumble. failure is just not whatever mm-hmm. i'm done with this but, like, there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. Yeah. And it's, like, how you get back up and how you yeah. handle yourself is what's going to create. I don't know if you, do you, are you into skateboarding at all? Or I like, do like skateboarding. I don't know that much about it. I just, I'm, like, do you ever watch any of the documentaries? I think of Rodney Mullen. Like, okay. So he was in the Bones Brigade, which is Stacey Peralta's team from the 80s. Okay. He was on it with uh, Tony Hawk. Okay. I know who Tony Hawk yeah, is. Yeah, okay. So Rodney Mullen. I know who Rodney Mullen is only he's, because. He's absolutely fascinating. Did he do the one skate video where he opens up where he's like hitting a curb and landing on the other curb on the other side of like a 40 foot? He might, but he's more famous. Spike Jones did it. He's more famous for like just doing like, uh, like to in developing the Ollie, like, oh, okay, like street style Ollie and making it cool where like streets, like doing skateboarding on the street at the time wasn't cool at all right. it was all about ramps and right jumps. and he was just like doing these amazing things just with the board mm-hmm. itself and just his feet yeah. but he has an, some amazing ted talks where he just talks about like getting back up yeah. and um he had like a really troubled like a different kind of troubled youth where like his parents were just very strict and but he would practice nine or ten hours a day he was just like that's all he wanted and then his dad said you can't do this so he said fine and then he like became anorexic and i don't know he just had like all these things happen where that convinced his family like he needed it to survive um but then he talked about just getting up just always it doesn't matter if you're not doing it well you just keep doing it until it's yeah. better or the best you can be right anyway he's de- definitely like an inspiration an unlikely source of inspiration <laughs> for me yeah um he also is like a multimillionaire for right. like selling a company for millions of dollars right so. yeah lucky him well, he's yeah very successful very successful so yeah that's, that's fine um <laughs> no yeah it's just uh i don't know i mean like when you get like a negative feedback about something and you really thought 
have you ever been in that position where it's like you start maybe taking that into consideration like maybe you're not as good like not not yeah you know like i mean i'm i guess it's insecurity but yeah. like like is someone telling you like wow this is just not good the and, other like pretty or pretty recently somebody was like oh did you know that this like the student at the university wrote this like really mean blog post about your artwork and like i think she just got like she was kind of she's kind of into that sort of thing like telling you like and like i was like well i mean it's bound to happen yeah right um and then i was like oh i'm gonna like find it and like and then i was like "Uh, no no (laughs) effing way am i gonna look at this like 20 year old blog <laughs> post about my artwork like i don't give a shit because i don't think i'm the greatest thing in the whole world either mm-hmm. like i fuck up all the time i i'm like maybe 20 percent of the time i'm happy with my output mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter i'm just doing it i do i do it because it's like like breathing to me i don't know what that's what I do. I'm, it's me. Right. Um, so like other people's opinions can't factor into it in some right. ways. I just have to do the work mm. and I feel like I'll get, I'll get better or I'll get, I'll make work that's, I'll just, I, even though I'm trying to sell my stuff, like I still, I just, I can only listen to myself. Yeah. I think that's, so, I think that's where a lot of people mess up and like me, especially I'll, I'll, if I've, someone said if i really like something yeah. it's usually pretty good like mm. people usually like it right but if if i really like something and like people are like just not feeling it yeah i'll still take it to heart i'll still it's like, hard i still yeah. can't get past it yeah. it's like because like okay i had this one song and i'm still trying to like convince my wife to do it that i wrote on guitar and like I went to like because I play with like a bunch of different bands and yeah. so like it came time to like one of the bands is a reggae band and it was time to like okay everybody fucking everybody send me your material what do you got what do you got yeah. we need we need progressions we need stuff so I sent them this thing and I did just like this rough sketch which I just when I just say rough sketch it's a it's just like I recorded some tracks right really rough nothing like i didn't put like a whole lot of time in it just something i just shit it out Mm -hmm. and send a rough draft of it and like what do you think no and then so i bring it to another band no and then like i bring in my wife third shot because i didn't think my wife would want it either yeah and she started toying with it and then i didn't really like what she did with it and then at the end she was just like <laughs> i don't like it so it's a, so that's it but like so there's there's this like piece of music that's just sitting there and i'm yeah. just like i really want it to be something and but like nobody likes it right and like no or at least nobody wants to use it and and it's so just, I got butthurt about it, which is so, so silly. So can you do something with it? I can. By yourself? I could. I could. And, like, I have a great idea of what I could do with it. It's just um, just putting it to just getting it done. Yeah. Trying to get to that, you know. Time is, yeah, you know, a like bit of a factor. Trying to get, you know, because you got all these other projects. And then, so that will probably sit there for years yeah. until it will resurface yeah, again. Like, do you have work where you start something and then you're just like, I don't know what to do, so you're just going to put it aside? Not or? very frequently. I know I, you're saying you don't get blocked or anything. Yeah. But. No, and I'm not saying I don't get blocked. It's just that, like, I just do work even if I don't right. feel totally great about it. Right. I'm just like, just do just do right. it. Um, and sometimes it's just like, I have like this, like, you know, like, I'll just do the, these, like, dumb, like, drawings of, like, movies I love, which... Uh, kind of doesn't matter if i show you because you can't see them no you can't it's okay but i i love seeing this i just do these like dumb oh 
movie drawings like of Heathers or like oh, that's awesome. Vertigo or Paul Newman or Audrey Hepburn. Like when I just can't think of anything else to do, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> I'm like not that good at like celebrity drawings, uh-huh. so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Secretary, I love that movie. Oh, Secretary was really good. So good, yeah. Oh, Marlon Br- Marlon Brando. There he is. I should uh, birthday Blue with Velvet. Guy. Yeah. Shelley from Twin Peaks. Just oh. like stuff like that. So like if I can't just to keep yeah. doing it. Hmm, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, just kind of like that's just like my silly play. Also, I feel like eventually like if I filled that all up with movie drawings then I could make like a little book out of it. Yeah, totally. Courtney's not so great movie drawings. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Or whatever. That'll be Yeah, part or of the whatever. Name. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What, so yeah, I just keep doing it. That's that's that, I think that's I think that's probably the best advice that anyone could give is yeah like just it's just like yeah going. it's just like kind of work hard yeah. like y- you can't nobody is gonna really rest if you're like a famous person you can be a lazy artist but like <laughs> if you're just sort of beginning things you just can't afford to really be that lazy or right. you're not gonna be yeah it's not. that's successful or but you, I'm sure, some people strike gold that's not true people you're can be right yeah. uh, so i know you mentioned to my wife that you're in new york for a while yeah what, what were you doing in new york so i went to parsons school of design oh, that's yeah, where, for illustration that's where it's at. okay yeah right. so i just i stayed there for two years um and got my degree um and i i like at the time was by or by then i'd been in boston before that for eight years so i was kind of burnt out by cities yeah and i found I lived in Brooklyn and went to school in Manhattan. I found like just being on the subway that much every day was like, ugh, I don't know. I just had had it. So yeah. I didn't, I don't think I appreciated until like two months before I left. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss it here so much. And right. I did like everything I wasn't. But up until then, I was just like, ugh, I just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like my spirit was kind of deflated. Also, going to art school, it's like you're paying people to criticize you right. every single day. <laughs> so it is tough. I mean, you're demoralized a lot. Like, yeah. that's where you build up that sort of yeah. skin of, like, mm. okay. yeah, they're yeah. right sometimes and they're, right, they're not right sometimes. Right. It kind of doesn't, you know. So when you decided to just go all in in Missoula, yeah. was, was it a quick... I mean, I know nothing's quick, yeah. but were you able to survive relatively quickly without you yeah. know, like taking th- out loans or whatever? Yeah, whatever I think so. Like, you know, I'd already started to sort of build up some things um, mm. here. So what was like your first plan that you put into action? Like that sort of set you off into where you're at now. Like, gosh, um, I think my first plan of action was to make a business of doing commissions for people. So I really pushed that the hardest, mm. um, and that's really floated, like floated me yeah. for for years and years. What? So, like, how would you approach people? You know, it's it, like because of the nature of like the nature of Missoula is it's so small and everybody seems to know everybody or it's like six degrees yeah. not even six degrees it's two, 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 two degrees, degrees of separation yeah. so it feels like i felt like it just sort of happened really quickly where mm. i did a few commissions for people and then they'd be like oh can you do this uh, of this um and it kind of just snowballed on its own um and then I just showed at every, like, I don't think there's a coffee shop or, like, some, any venue in Missoula that I didn't show at at least once. Yeah. It, it didn't, I knew I would, like, the likelihood of selling something was nil, but, like, 
something always happened because of it, you know, yeah, like yeah. where I got a job for, and I think it helped to, um, I did this in 2010. I got the, at the time, the best, like the best gallery in Missoula was the Dana gallery. And I got a little solo show there uh-huh. and I built this dollhouse. Um, and then did this, like a bunch of artwork. That was this big, it was like a story, like a, I don't know what to call it. Uh, whatever it was like a narrative body of work and like it really stuck in people's minds and so after that it just really between and then I sold a lot of that work Mm. so that really helped um but I don't know if I put a planet I mean besides just being like I'm just gonna and doing I did a lot of like craft fairs and like art fairs and market and like that sort of thing too um you're, you're saying it like the way you're saying it is very pensive and it looks well, like you're like, like I feel kind like, of ashamed I feel of it like or I something. Should, no, but I feel like I should be like, oh, I had a real course of act, but I just did the things in front yeah, of me. Yeah. Like um, I took whatever post or like if anybody needed a flyer or I did a lot of free things too. just yeah, yeah. a to keep myself moving. B, I think there's something valuable in having people say i've seen your work before it gives it worth somehow that like if they if it feels recognizable like people feel like it's somebody they can trust or something they can trust yeah in some ways i'm not sure if i'm saying that correctly but like it's helped me to have people be like i know your stuff i saw this in or or you know yeah something like that yeah so yeah so yeah we're gonna wrap this up yeah. here because i gotta go get lost for four and a half hours in this beautiful city you should also go to shakespeare and company it's a great bookstore it's a bookstore oh, yeah. okay is that downtown as well it's like over the bridge where oh. um on the hip strip we're on the hip strip okay. that's right oh. i have a 20 foot mur- mural there oh wow is it outside or? no it's inside it's oh. in their shop oh it's in shakespeare and company shakespeare it's in the bookshop it's a great bookshop they commissioned shop. you to do that yeah oh, that's 20 awesome. feet 20 feet you can wow. see a you can see a start to finish um time lapse video of it on instagram oh i think i watched that yeah okay it's also on my facebook page but okay yeah. i think I, I think i watched you yeah. doing it how long did that take you in oh you know like 300 hours 300 hours so what is yeah it? Just, cause, but it, the video is only like a minute right, so right. it's like well, digestible Keisha yeah Kasha Keisha she showed me a big piece too it might have been that piece I was like oh my god that took her like two years to do yeah nope and then she said that you went on a what was it god I wish I could remember what she said you went on a work spree or something where you just Never mind. Yes. Okay. I'm, just, I'm a workaholic going oh, yeah. on work sprees. Last summer, like, yeah. Last, yeah, it's yeah. summer of painting or something. She yes. called it, you had like a label, it was summer of work. Or right. Something. I had this show that was called The Year Without a Summer, uh-huh. and that's based on a historical event. But like last summer was my year without a summer because year I- Year without a summer. Yes. I did, I worked from May to September, like almost without any activity other than that. Which- awesome and probably yeah. drove you a little nuts it was it was insane i had and i'm not making this up 
because it sounds like I'm hallucinating because I work so much, but like I house crickets in my studio and they were like driving me mad. <laughs> Have you ever seen that episode of Breaking Bad with the fly? Oh, he's trying to yeah, get they, it out of the lab. I was Walter White <laughs> in my studio with a yardstick and like trying to what like the triangulate the sound of where the cricket was. But I kill one and then like there'd just be four more and they're, just, they're so loud. So anyway. It's also the year of Courtney almost losing her mind. Oh, well, I guess if you're going to lose your mind, why it should not? be for art. It should be for art. Not crickets. Not crickets. <laughs> or they could just be part of it. Courtney, thank you so much oh, for taking time out of your busy life. Oh, and, and, uh, I love this stuff. Us. Me too. This is, the, this is the funniest part. Yeah, you don't get to like just chat casually with people about art process and stuff like that not at all. well yeah. you might because you it's like you, i try you, to you podcast about it you know like with this podcast it's like i know no matter how far it goes the fact that i can just sit down with people for like an hour or so yeah. to just chat about whatever i'm like is is the most satisfying about it and yeah. it's like gave me such a network of people and stuff that i would have never networked with or right. ever met or ever been with or, or ever talked to really yeah. so <clears throat> yeah i love it and i love this yo. this was a great this was a great <laughs> conversation yeah yeah and i'm sorry i have great. to like just shut down and oh, leave i, I think we've been doing this for a while yeah so. that's all right <laughs> all right thank okay. you bye isn't she wonderful i think she's just like such a light just a beam of light and just a very warm person and like i said hard working and just motivated and i love that in artists um especially painters and dr like sketch artists and stuff i love to i love it I think any artist, I think any artist who is um, just completely possessed by work, either by necessity um, or financial necessity or driven by just creative necessity where you just have to get this out. It's like, it's like this disease growing, which disease is a bad way to put it because it's not like creativity is a disease, but it can be. It can be really, um, I mean, some people can be a slave to their sickness i think charles bukowski called it a sickness this this need this incessant need to write or to express oneself it's just the sickness that you have to feed and feed but it's like this sickness that's not that's not harming anybody it's not you know taking innocence from children or destroying nations it's it, it can affect you as in your health wise because Sometimes you can just be working and working and working and not eat or realize you have to pee. But other than that, it's not really hurting anybody unless you're neglecting your children. Miles Davis, which I'm reading his book, Miles Davis neglected his children so much. Like he basically abandoned his children. And then he, and I was, because I'm reading his book right now, the autobiography, and he, and in there, he, his son, is trying to learn a trumpet and miles got so angry because it sounds so bad he yelled at him to stop and i couldn't imagine like telling bishop to stop because he's not good at an instrument 
it's like you're never going to be good at something when you first start. It's just never going to happen unless you're one of those prodigy little assholes who just are born with this innate gift to, you know, play beautiful music, sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're wonderful. Child prodigies, exploit them. Get all you can out of them because they're just going to grow up into adults and they're just going to be regular-ass great musicians. <laughs> That's terrible. It's not that bad. What's terrible is Miles Davis discouraging his son from playing the trumpet. Um, that's a horrible thing to do to a, a somebody who's trying to learn. So what I've learned from Miles Davis is that, well, he's a very guarded and confident person who a lot of people thought he was an asshole. And in my opinion, he was. He was an asshole. So, whatever. It's just how it goes. It's just, he had a hard life, and his struggle to become the musician he did was real. So, and plus, he was black in a very racist, and lived in a very racist time. So, that's going to shape somebody, especially someone who's striving for success like he was, and constantly being um, impeded by you know, white America and being mistreated. You you know how that goes. I'm not going to get into this. Anyways, write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com or go to the website, we speak English good.net. Either one of those, you can get in touch with the show. Anyways, thank you, Courtney Blazon. And uh, I believe it's CourtneyBlazon.com. Let me make sure of that right quick because I don't want to just say CourtneyBlazon.com so people go there and it's like, well, this is work. And then I'll be like, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm typing slowly. Yeah, it is. C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-B-L-A-Z-O-N.com. There you go. Anyways. Be nice to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Peace.